Sometimes you black out on the field. <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. Uh, I definitely blacked out. I looked up in the stands, and in the front row, all I saw was a woman giving me the double bird. <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. All right. Hello. Welcome to uh, week seven of the SSFL podcast. Kevin, what's new? How's it going? Holding it together? We, we the best in the nation. Tony, <laughs> I'm giving you right now. Just get it all out. How'd your week go? Well, I mean, it's unlike anything I think we've ever seen in SSFL history in terms of utter domination over an opponent and clearly separating myself from the pack here. I know there's some wrong opinions out there that maybe Harsh's team was superior. I think that's been laid to rest now. So, which is good, I guess cream rises to the top. And all I got to say is 142% is what I beat Eric by. That's pretty impressive. Eric, notably not here to defend himself. I guess (laughs) uh, when you get shellacked like that, sometimes all you can do is take a week and, you know, try again, uh, try again later. Lick your wounds, as they like to say. Yes. Yes. Speaking of licking your wounds, I got dicked down, as I guess we're going to keep saying. Uh, Joe Burrow and CD's nuts. Uh, yeah, that was not fun. A little, little embarrassed to look at my bench and see the 45 points sitting there and Jalen Waddle and Kenyon Drake, but I stand by my choices. I don't know. Tell me about I, uh, Kenyon Drake, Brendan. I, I feel like you have a good working relationship with that man. Well... I think that he managed to fall into the end zone twice and not do much else. And that is not nice. That was one of them like a, a a pretty impressive, like catch, like a pass. Like he ran like, I don't know. I didn't watch it because I'm not going to put myself through watching the Raiders games, but uh, missing out on Kenya Drake. Didn't he it's only electric. have like six touches too? And he still yeah. scored twice. Yeah, it was like six or seven touches. Like just raw efficiency. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that yet. <laughs> the man's efficient. So he's on my bench again this week. I'm not gonna fall into that trap, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh Kevin, how'd it go for you? Oh. Um, I mean oh. I I lost again, obviously, but I uh I mean I my team did okay. Like 120 points, 118 points or whatever. Um, kind of unlucky that I faced one of the teams at 135, but I think I was like fifth overall, so I can't bitch about that. I don't but know. One of those not... moral victories. No, it's not a moral victory. It's still a fucking loss, but like <laughs> it, it, like it, it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and complain because I got like 70 points again. It didn't feel that bad, but it didn't feel great for literally everybody on Justin's team to score other than one of those dinks. Can't even remember who it was. But uh, it was one of those it was one of those days where I was like, I tried to take your guys advice last week and like sort of half pay attention when it's not, uh, you know, when it's not going well for you. And every time I looked, it was like, oh, this asshole scored. Oh, just kidding. This guy scored twice. Like Daryl Williams scored two touchdowns. Like how many touchdowns the guy left his fucking career? And if, anyway, like DeAndre Hopkins, I have another league he hasn't done anything for four weeks, obviously catches two touchdowns because why not? Um, I mean, that one was, was pretty amazing. Oh, he's danced around. Oh yeah. He's unbelievable. That's why I have him in the other league. It's just, it's very on brand to happen to me. So it's not a woe is me episode. My team did fine. Sounds a little bit like a woe is you. We're getting it all out. We're getting it all out in the first little bit here. You got your time to cream your jeans over whatever's going on. No, you have a shower, Anthony. Okay. (laughs) What's your outlook, Kevin? What are you feeling heading moving forward? I feel like oddly confident being two and four because I do think one thing that my team does have is like depth. So I think I can withstand the bye weeks maybe better than some people can. Um, I know I don't have like a great overall points for, but I think that I've made some overall poor decisions and had some like quality performances on my bench. So like, I mean, Corey Davis or guys that have been on my bench, I think a lot of people would like to have for their lineups that won't have. So, I mean, I'm two and four, I haven't performed well enough, but I do still think that Adams and Rogers have a great ceiling. I think if Mike Williams falls off a little bit, Adams and Keenan Allen could be that one, two punch. And with Chuba for two or three weeks, I have some running backs. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a run, it's gotta be now. And our our division is like things can change real quick here. We're this will be halfway, right? Week seven. And uh we have three two and fours, a one and five, and then Shar's sitting at the top at four and two. We'll come back to Shar. But notably, Kyle, last person in the league, finally put a W on the board. 
Yeah, actually, if you look at uh, Kyle Stetz, he actually has the most points against. And um, so on top of his just absurd rod receiver luck, he's just getting pounded every week. But There's not much hey, you can do about that. You can. We were talking before we started recording on what's more most predictive points for or points against in terms of overall record. And I think that is a point in favor of uh, points against being a more predictive value which is frustrating because it's the one that's not in your control. It's true because James has the same. Well, James actually has like point. They have nearly an identical same amount of points. James is in last in the other division. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. But like oddly, they have oddly the same points for and points against. Like, yeah, you're right. Like 230 points. points more than the pre- people in first place. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of points mm-hmm. over not very many weeks. That's tough. Well, what can you do? Keep on trying. Like I said, but it's halfway. Your... Things can change. The divisions are close. They're close. Yeah, yeah. to your point, like Kyle is one in five. He's actually three games out of first place in the division. And like, so it's kind of wild to think, but like, yeah, I mean, and the guy who leads our division sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into that, Kevin. I uh, I think you, you have some feelings. It's just absurd. Like I'm, I'm in two different fantasy leagues with this guy and like, somehow it always works out for him it's like his team is garbage but it's like oh do you want to trade this guy it's like oh no i can't it's my guy and then somehow it's just <laughs> current current league champion it's just unbelievable like <laughs> I, I don't have the stats from last year but it's it's like it's the same shit and like he's like super nice he knows it i just like i'm not mad at him i'm just mad at the situation because i'd love a little bit of that luck sprinkled you know somewhere else but <laughs> not naming names that no i just like anyone what can you do though like anthony said like it, it's the metric you can do nothing about so the fact that it is like it is pure luck and there's like there's fantasy football on its own for your team is x amount of luck however you want to put it the guy doesn't get hurt the guy gets x amount of touches the guy's backup gets hurt all that sort of thing but the thing that you truly can't control nor pretend like you have any impact on is the thing that he always excels in and it must be nice to have that fucking faith in the floor it's like drafting adrian peterson first overall when you were able to because you knew you were getting minimum 18 points that's what sherry R lives with and i hate it and i'm very jealous No, it's it's crazy because like it happened last year, and so usually you're like, okay, you know that that was my year where it happened to me, and I'm gonna expect you know the average law of averages to work out in the following season. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get pounded a couple of weeks. Um, that's how it works for like every other person. But sure, I've been back to back years of outrageous defense, and it's just it's weird. You know, I think. I'm just trying to like quickly look through the stats for the last couple of years. Like Shar's always placed like fairly consistently. Like how many years has he not made playoffs? Dude, I, I, I think it's know. like, I think he makes it or is close more often than not. I don't he know. I, I, he must be. He's always yeah. there. Like, yeah. He is. But you're and... right. Like, you know, there's the running joke that, uh, I certainly come back to more often than probably is fair about like, you know, week eight nine ten he like sells the farm to dion for something ridiculous and like still is just just cruising so what what do you think do you think this is enough like over the course of a season you would predict that it should start to you know kind of go the other way right like you would think is that enough of a sample size 17 games or or whatever i guess 14 regular season fantasy games or like is this something that can happen for the rest of the season yeah, I mean, I think that football is like the, the football is like the game of small sample sizes, and like so much is just left to like, you know, like ridiculous shit. Like, you know, oops, you know, it was windy and they missed a kick, and like that just like t- like ruins a whole season, fantasy and normal. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. the The small sample sizes, the way the games are played, like they're short. They don't feel short, but like I think the actual like amount of like, you know, football being played and, you know, downs being played is, like, pretty short. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, this season's going to be, like, it feels like we're, like, even more tightly, like, there's a lot of people with the same record this year. Yeah, there's there's one unique record, though. uh, There's three unique records, two unique records. It's only one that matters. 
Uh, so. so the other thing that bo- sorry, I'm just not over this, but like so <laughs> looking at his team, like Jackson, Lamar Jackson had one like wow game where he had like pushing 40 points, right? There's not a single other guy on his roster that would have had that even close to that. Like, it doesn't uh, make Diggs, sense. Yeah, actually, Diggs hasn't even been that good. I no. think Shar's got the the Jordan Sandu school of drafting a little bit. You know, he only do picks the proven friends, <laughs> and um, you know they just show up. Yeah, sometimes you get a a big week, but like you just you get the grinders, gym rats. I mean, it's really bad. Actually, I would hard disagree with that because look at his team. They're none of them. Have- like, I mean, Odell did something like four years ago. Marquez Callaway caught four passes in the preseason. And <laughs> like, and Brian Edwards, the fantasy footballers talk about that guy a lot. Like that's like, that's the extent of the resume for this team. And it's Lamar Jackson. So he must be a hell of a lot better than you think he is, Anthony, because I don't know how else this team is. I doing can tell you, he's got the least points against by like a it, wide, like, well, it's actually, no, second least. I have the least you know, points. But. It makes you know me what? feel terrible as I only have 30 more points scored for that fucking team that I'm just like roasting. So, what do <laughs> I know? yeah, over the course of six weeks, was that actually scored an extra five points a week than he did? Yeah. I kind of take it back looking at, I mean, like his starters now, there's not, you know, there's a couple tens, a couple fifteens, that kind of thing, but there's a lot of twos and stuff too. I guess they just, you know, sometimes it lines up and half your team performs and the other half takes a bit of shit and they switch next week <laughs> and it works out. Okay, enough. Enough about Sherrier. He gets enough. He gets enough attention. Let's, Why? Uh, Same position you are. I mean, he's got a trophy. What? No, um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, what is a team? What's a second half team here? Is there a team that you think is going to start taking off? I actually, Kevin, I know you're pointing to yourself. That's good podcasting because uh, our <laughs> listeners at home can't can't see. But uh, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually those do. Four. I actually do. Uh, I was looking at your team. I I, uh, I like it. I'm gonna be honest. I like it. I um, I'm gonna take the cop out answer on this and actually think that the second half team is gonna be the one that is resilient to injuries, which is a huge fucking coin flip. But it's why you're six to no. And if your team continues to stay healthy, I'm sure they'll do well. But, you know, the rest of the league has been uh, dealing with injuries. I think there's other reasons why my team's 6-0. and But, I mean, that is part of it. That's true. <laughs> I actually do like – I do like uh, – my my big comeback team would be Kyle. I mean, you got Derek Henry playing at a level that we haven't actually seen, I don't think. Like, with my own eyeballs, just watching an NFL player, like – it's oh. uh, it's it's actually amazing like he feels like what would happen if like a superhero played in the nfl you know you're like what if captain america like <laughs> like took some handoffs like some of those runs you're like who's that, gonna tackle this guy that run on monday night just like breaks through like it's like the a gap like it's like like real close to the middle it just like dun, 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 for like he, he runs so slow like it looks like he's he running slow, slow but he's, he's fast huge <laughs> he hit the top speed of any player in the no, he is, yeah. running back? he no. is fast but it looks slow and yeah, it's, yeah. it's so deceptive big, yeah. yeah but like yeah that's the thing is like big people look like they're running slow like you look at like ray rice run and he looks like speedy gonzalez like he's got the like <laughs> but like the big dudes like they just they just charge so he's got He's got um, Mr. Big, and then Jalen Hurts, as bad as he is in real life, is is just a... He's a reasonable fantasy quarterback. Hey, oh, he's more than reasonable. I think Jalen Hurts is a pretty good quarterback, actually. I just think he's young. I mean, he, uh, he hasn't been playing well, I should say, but boy, number four ranked quarterback, so that's nice. Um, yeah, he's got A.J. Brown and Cortland Sutton. I think that trade kind of worked out for him, so I, I'm kind of looking for him to... Maybe get a couple of nice, easy victories after being pummeled with the most points against. I like the <laughs> roster, but like one and five is a, it's a steep hole to climb out of, right? Because it's got to be, is it six and one to like give them a chance? Yeah, and so with, um, what do we got? 14-game season. So Eight. normally like in the 13-game season, seven and six put you in the hunt yeah, and with like tiebreakers. Tie and stuff. Yeah, so I, I think... 
I think if seven wins has to be your target minimum, I think in 14 games. So that's a roster that can go six and two. Because Derrick Henry is going to be on bye on one of those weeks. That's a fair point, actually. That's a fair point. It's just like I like yeah. I like the roster call. It's just like I'm staring at an absolute mountain at two and four. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a lot. I'm laughing at uh, Kyle's currently got his IR reserve full. And then Juju with the name, please stay healthy on his bench also on IR. <laughs> Why is he rostering a kicker on IR? Kyle, come on. Yeah, I don't get, know. Get, get that out of there. Put Juju on IR. Pick up, pick up another running, uh, another wide receiver to get hurt. I'm trying to look at what his schedule looks like going forward. Um, he hasn't played me yet, I don't think. So. Yeah, he's There's... got you week eight. Oof. It's after my bye weeks. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to see, like, you know, did he end up like playing all of the hard matchups? It's hard to predict, it, right? It so, really does feel like it could go anyway. It's a weekly weekly game. It's a weekly game. He might have to make some more trades or something to get going. But I think my roster uh, that could have a big second half pick would be Kenny. Mm. Um, He's got a lot of injuries right now. Three and three. Yeah, he's still got a good team, though. Like I'm not even looking at those guys. Um, he's got Robinson on by. Do worse. I don't know. I like it. If Jamar Chase is going to keep doing what he's doing, I think that gives him a pretty pretty solid floor to work with and matt stafford seems to be locked in so that would be my pick but also mm. that's a little bit of a shout out for kenny for having some over over and above average engagement with the pod <laughs> <laughs> um i also kind of sneaky like uh um justin's team as much as it pains me to say i didn't want to say it <laughs> yeah i mean daryl henderson has been uh super valuable he's going to get dalvin cook after the bye um, I mean, whatever he's doing with his two tight ends, and obviously DeAndre Hopkins is is got a three tight ends now. Is a superstar. <laughs> he's got three tight ends. What the? Yeah. So. On IR. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad call. I just didn't want to say it. Yeah, I know. I know. I, it really does feel like you know it could be it could be anyone's league. Although it does feel a little like I'm in just like salvage this season uh, mode already. You're you're. Div- I'm just looking at your your division and boy it is just so tight isn't shaking out yet it's gonna it's gonna gonna happen i think the next two or three weeks are gonna be pivotal here and don't remember you guys got um you end the season with um with divisional games too and though that's that's when things get spicy right no you end it without a division it's right with the rival but before that week um 11 12 13 our, oh, our division it, games it theoretically should be tighter because even if you give Shar one more loss like he's in that pack too unless i guess right one of those other guys but yeah no exactly yeah yeah i mean i think like this division's gonna be wild i think one and two get playoff seeds right automatically the first place in each division gets only first yeah yeah and then oh oh yeah yeah, first place in each division gets a bye, second place gets a spot, and then after that it's two wild cards. Yeah. So if you can make it to top two, then yeah, you're you're in. Yeah, because we always get some like spicy number two uh tiebreaker drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you know, if the if if it keeps going the I mean it's so it's only halfway, not even halfway, so it is early, but you gotta think that if things keep going that um in the wild card i mean justin is at four and two and he's in third place in 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 our division right and he'd be in first place in division one for what it's worth so oh yeah for sure i think that you kind of just gotta aim for the division and then hope the wild card shakes out no i'm just saying like we look at this now but honestly like kyle could easily rip off four straight wins and be at five and five like these like these things just happen in fantasy football i remember one year um recently actually last year two years ago ethan started 4-0 and missed the playoffs yeah that was so, last year like the like wild quit. things can happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what were you um, gonna say kev i to put a little bit of a canuck spin on this whole thing i sort of view my <laughs> fantasy what's the team. time 20 no, minutes I, in i i view it 
like, honestly, the team very similar to the way I viewed the Canucks. They've underperformed. You can blame management, but ultimately your best players got to be your best players. And if I'm going to be drafting these guys in the first two and three rounds, they got to start putting up 20, 25 points. That's how it goes. Jay Beagle's only good to do. Justin Dowling can tip in a, a point shot and it can get you a goal. But if JT Miller's not going to put one in the net, that's how it's going to go. So who on your team is Elias Pedersen? Ah, that's a good question. I'd probably say Rogers, like yeah, Rogers or Adams. One of those two. Who's, I mean, Adams and, is and good. Who's Adams? Quinn Hughes, maybe. I don't know. They overused him too much. He got hurt. Um, and you can blame the coach for using him too much, or you can blame Quinn Hughes for holding out for seven point six million dollars and then not going to training camp, and pulling a, getting a Alan, soft tissue injury. Allen Robinson is definitely JT Miller. He could be. Yeah, um, a guy who's who's you know d- no, proven no. to have done it before, but now it's just kind of like just kind of seems like he's out there coasting a little bit. Yeah, see, that's the thing is like that would be the difference is I don't blame Allen Robinson. Like I do go out of my way to watch the Bears games, and he's still doing his thing. He's just had to deal with Andy Dalton with Aaron Donald in his face, and then Andy Dalton hurt, and now a rookie quarterback with a coach who can't figure out his thumb from his asshole. So I, it's. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think it's fault. Whereas JT Miller uh, is kind of like Carson Wentz. He's very like reckless with turnovers. He tries to force plays that aren't there. Um, and he's good. Like there's a talent level there, but it's frustrating because he's kind of played like that for the last year and a little bit. Um, and you think back a couple of years ago, like, fuck, this guy was awesome. Like he was the engine behind this team. And it's a little bit sad. I am like to get away from the Carson Wentz narrative. I am very worried about JT Miller because he looks exactly the same. He looked last year, just less frustrated. And I think an apathetic JT Miller is less effective than a pissed off JT Miller. And that's not good. Canucks corner with Kevin coming at you with all angles. There's more Travis Green's a good coach. People need to lay off of him. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if the Canucks should, if the Canucks should um, try like having less like points against that seems to be predictable. Probably a good idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Defense yeah. wins championships. Should we jump into our pickup? I feel like Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I don't have any anything going on right now. So in terms of like things to talk about, let's just deep dive on some of these matchups. All right. Well starting off uh as always Oh sorry. No, I do have something I want to point out. I was going through 2019 and looking at the names. Okay. The one that made me laugh. I don't know why. It's Sexual Deviant. Is that a Kyle name? (laughs) No. That is a Mike O'Toole name. Oh, Mike. (laughs) What? (laughs) We know he's not listening. Is there anyone on his team that would qualify? or is he just? I don't know. If if I remember correctly, he had that for like the whole whole year, too. And I just... (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But... uh, yeah, he also named nicknamed Patrick Mahomes Patrick Ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and and Corey Davis was Codog. <laughs> so, just oh man, you know Mike too. He's probably lying in bed on his phone, just like <laughs> dying, laughing to himself. It's like like Lindsay comes in, like Mike, are you okay? He's like, I'm trying to stay, trying to explain it. He can't even breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. It's cold on. Oh my god. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, now we can now we can dive in. All right. Um we're starting we're going to mix it up. We're going to start at the bottom of my list. We got Eric and Kenny. Hmm. Uh a clean 50-50 split according Holy to Sleeper. Shit. You're let's, right. Uh, let's let's jump over into buy corner. Oh, is um Tago Tago Belio blah blah blah. Tio back. Is he still on the Dolphins? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I heard that was not happening. Oh, I feel really bad for that kid. Like he yeah. seems my own, like I mean, I don't know. Like he hasn't obviously been that good, but the team's one and five. What has been good about that team? And yeah, uh, I don't know. And and he I, he hasn't been bad. I think he's been he, what like what can you expect from some of these guys? Like let them give him a chance to learn how to play the position. But um. Yeah, I, I guess that's who Eric's rolling with. Is he? Is that who's his I mean, regular so quarterback? Atlanta. Uh, he's just been streaming. It looks like. I mean, the greatest player in the NFL is back. So stop it. 
how, how would you feel <laughs> how would you feel if you played you grew up playing football you were really fucking good you had a really tough name to pronounce you had to get commentators to get to say it you go to college you go to uh, you go to alabama oh well you got to play behind a guy named jalen hurts and then you go into the fucking college final game and then you win that for alabama and then you go to miami and they want to trade you for a guy who has 22 active sexual harassment or like assault <laughs> charges. like that's a lot of work to get there Mm-hmm. no i agree yeah i feel like you know when you're drafting a rookie quarterback like you got to at least let them find their stride right it seems pretty early to just like drop them i mean oh we're not in the practices we don't you know see yeah what's going just, on behind the scenes it happens so often in the nfl you know coaches have jobs on the line and uh, there's just very little patience in a lot of organizations, you know, it starts. Yeah. I mean, it's an organizational thing. Some do it better than others. Um, but some owners or GMs are just trigger happy firing coaches and coaches see like a rookie quarterback struggling and like, Oh shit, I'm going to lose my job. So let's, let's uh, sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, see what happens. That's usually how it goes. But I could be off on this, but isn't the last, even since we've been watching or since I've been watching anyways, the last five or six years, there seems to be a departure in the NFL where there it's a lot more like the organization turns the keys over to the kids way earlier now than they used to. Whereas like even Aaron Rodgers behind, I get it was Brett Favre, but like that was the whole model is you come in and you watch for a year. It wasn't like, here you mm-hmm. go kid. Like you had to be the big dog to do it, but now they're just giving it to way more people. So I, I yep. think it's natural for them to struggle. So to me, that's why like a guy like Sam Darnold makes a lot of sense for another team to jump on. It's like this kid's 23 years old. He started for a terrible team for a year and a half or two years. So I don't know, like Mahomes obviously got slow, slow cooked behind mm-hmm. Alex Smith and came in and dominated and not everyone's going to be Mahomes, but um, I, I think you're right, Anthony. There's like a hard balance of the impatience of the organization with what the kids are really ready to do. Yeah, I have no problem with like uh, like throwing in rookies in there. You just have to know what you just have to have expectations, and then you can't just like get uh, get cold feet after four games of them struggling, and then and then um, and then totally jump ship. You gotta gotta let them struggle. I like I don't buy um, the you know if we want to go into narratives. One that really bothers me is um, the idea that uh, like bad like bad teams or bad coaches ruin young quarterbacks careers because if they're good enough, they're going to be good regardless at some point. I, I don't think like, I think they good, like great players overcome bad situations. So that's just like, that's just, you're just making excuses. Like look at Justin Herbert dude comes in the Chargers are just fine. And he comes in and he's just great. And because he is good. So like Darnold you know, obviously he's, he was young and he can still be good good but i don't think like it had anything to do as much as the adam gase thing is fun um you know darnold also has his flaws too so but um anyway yeah point being that um i think i think it's fine to throw them in but it's just it's just it's just funny like fans are so impatient too right like everyone thinks their new rookie quarterback is like the the next big deal and if if they if they struggle right away then it all hell breaks loose so I actually don't know the answer to this, but I'm curious if either of you know, like if you're like, okay, let's say you, you've got this team, you've got a quarterback that's like established, but you know, maybe he's getting a little long in the tooth. You draft this rookie quarterback and you bring him in. Are you just going to try and like shove him into your existing offense? Or are you like rewriting the whole offense for this kid that you like, you know, you don't, you don't know if they're going to pan out, but I think that is a really a thing, you know, college ball is different. And do you want to like basically all in on this kid and, rewrite your whole offense for someone that you might have to bail on or do you like kind of just shoehorn them into the like existing system i think one of the things that's interesting about the nfl anthony to make like a distinguish to distinguish something that you were saying is you were talking about this kid like great players overcome i'd agree great players do i'd say joe burrow is doing like something like that in cincinnati totally but how many guys in the nfl are going to be great like you want to call the top 10 qbs great because like if Tua gets traded and ends up being the 17th best starter in the NFL. And he goes to a team like a, uh, maybe Seattle's not the best example or like a, if w- Tua in San Fran, I feel like would be a pretty good, like game manager. Like I think that you can craft a team around a quality quarterback. And I think that 
when you get away from, okay, we're not going to have a guy that's a top eight, a top 10 quarterback. I think it's interesting. Like, I almost think that's something what, um, when the Patriots took uh, Mac Jones this year, that almost like with them saying, Hey, no one here is great, but we'll take this kid. Cause we know he's going to be here and he can fit within this parameter. So I do wonder what sort of valuation goes in into that. It's like, Hey, we're not going to get the great guy. We're not going to have Josh Allen. We're not going to have Patrick uh, Mahomes. We're going to have this guy. So how can we make this work? Because we're not just going to punt it for eight years until we fall into this guy. I think these new quarterbacks that can run and will run, like it adds a whole other dimension to like, um, Trevor Lawrence, I haven't watched a lot, but I see a lot of downs where he's like, you know, spread the field pretty well. And he just like runs for a first down. And like, it I feel like that's skinny. Yeah. He looks like he's going to get broken if he gets hit, but like it works. And like, that seems really valuable in like an offense where, you know, you don't have, you know, like Brady or like, you know, the star quarterback, but you can at least have that threat. Well, most young quarterbacks now are, have some sort of running threat. It just adds so much um yeah it just adds so much you almost have to at this point like the the age of ben roethlisberger just loitering in the pocket for six to seven seconds and then launching it downfield is just it, it's gone it's, yeah it i mean exist. i think that like this is something that gets talked about in like non-real sports a lot more at least in my experience than real sports but the idea of like the meta game and like i think the like meta of football like has shifted a lot in the last couple of years like with these running quarterbacks and you know like lamar jackson kind of like you know not leading the charge with that but i think one of the biggest names in the last couple of years to do it and then like the way that like gronk has kind of shifted the tight end meta and like johnson yeah yeah I think that like that's the kind of thing that like probably maybe doesn't get said explicitly or anywhere that I see it much with football, but it's like definitely there. They call it it's that's like uh, when they say it's a copycat league. That's exactly what they're referring to. When um, when when something is successful, then other teams will try to emulate that. And this doesn't always work because you don't always have the personnel. But it and then it's just a it's just a constant arms race. I think what you're saying too, Brandon, is kind of an extension of what I was talking about last week about like, if you're this big and this fast and you're good at this, you will excel in this because you're trying to exploit what the other team is obviously going to have in the other position, right? It's like why Kyle Pitts is so like, oh, look at this guy. No one can cover him because he plays here, but he does this. So it's like, what can you uniquely excel at, but, you know, still contribute in the other areas? And it's funny that you say meta, because one of the things I wanted to bring up today is that it's kind of seems like the Buffalo bills, like overall, the way that team is constructed is exactly how you play like now. Cause their defense yeah, just doesn't... don't run the ball. Yeah. And, <laughs> but their, their passing D is really good too. Like their safeties are excellent and good luck stopping what you're talking about, Brendan, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are probably the one, two like running passing guys. And they're still young. Like that team's going to be awesome for a while. Yeah. No, that team is built to stop the pass and it is built to pass the ball on offense. And in today's NFL, that's essentially what uh, the way it's the way it works. But <clears throat> to that point, it's interesting that we're watching Derrick Henry go absolutely bananas this season. But there's something um, interesting that people are starting to talk about is like, do we start to see the it's just a cycle, right? Do we start to see the emergence of more of these big backs as teams, you know, for a while, like linebackers are these giant run stuffers like Ray Lewis, who never had to play coverage teams start spreading the ball out. So now you have more smaller linebackers who can cover. And then here comes Derek Henry and he's running through your defense because your linebackers are small. So it's like, it's just interesting the way it, um, the way it cycles through. Yeah. But that's like kind of the point of the meta is that it's not like static. Right. And like, you know, mm-hmm. you are trying to react and anticipate to what the other things are doing. I also think that there's like a little bit of like Derek Henry is just a monster yeah. and like he could kind of like, you know, there's a point where you're just like good enough that you don't give a shit about the meta, <laughs> but it it's definitely true. does also play to his, like it plays to his strength that there's a bunch of other people that are like, or like that most other teams are not like trying to, fighting yeah, they're, what not, he's doing. They're, they're not built to stop them right stylistic yeah. matchup this week too because they play kansas city so it's like two polar opposite so and happens. and and correct me if i'm wrong but did he not run all over them in the playoffs last year probably i'm not i i, I don't know for a fact but that sounds pretty accurate I'll come, i'm gonna look it up them. right now so this is a long way of saying that i think that the eric 
and Kenny matchup is a complete crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. So it's sleeper. No, uh, it wasn't last. They played Baltimore last year. I, I must be thinking of something else. I don't know. I'm going to take uh, Kenny in that matchup, though, because Cordero Patterson can go fuck himself. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Eric only because I believe that Kelsey is going to pop off and not just because I need Mahomes to pop off. Please, 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 Mahomes. The There were some plays on in their game on Sunday that were just like, just hurt just hurt my brain like he was getting tackled he's like spinning around and he just throws a fucking duck straight up and like easiest interception of the guy's life like it's just like this is not the Mahomes that i remember watching you know last year even like week one and two it was rough but well, he's i believe kind of acting like that 19 year old who thinks he's invincible right because nothing like everything he's done it, it's he shits gold like for his first two years in the nfl and now things aren't going great and to his credit they seem to be handling it fine like they're not panicking or anything but the reality is they, they got to earn the big dog status back now because they got three losses and it, it takes a lot to earn that in the nfl it's like an entire league of alphas and they don't have that right now so they can command it all they want and they, they they're good enough to go win 11 games in a row and everyone goes oh remember when we were worried about the chiefs but they need to prove it now yeah i think that's a really good point actually i hadn't like thought about it that way but it is kind of like you know it's a this is a sophomore album so hopefully it gets through this and uh it works out tony is looked Bar- very confused is barkley actually gonna play is non-participant on Wednesday. I, I that ankle did not look like something that a human should be running on in the near future. Neither do his quads. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent, and he's also got so many bye weeks. Kenny, I, I just, uh, oh, but Eric's team. He's I, not playing. There's no way Saquon's playing. Yeah, I, I. No, I, I, give me Kenny. Give me Kenny. Okay, Kenny. absolute. Oh dearth of starting running backs in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, starting a wide receiver at running back, you know. <laughs> oh, don't you say that about Cordero Patterson. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got uh, Dion and Jay. Another uh, tight one. Another tight one. Dalvin Cook, notably on bye. Uh, Dion's entire bench on bye. <laughs> uh, Dak, Pollard, and a uh, bunch of Bills. Yeah, they're not good anyway. I don't have much to say about this other than, you know, if it's close and Brady is, like, I don't believe that Brady's only going to put up 25 points. Bears have, like, a decent pass rush, which is, like, the only thing they do well. Um, they can't cover, so, I mean, they still could go off, but I don't see that being, like, an overly high-scoring game myself. I would give I would give the quarterback edge to um... – to Jay, and then you get to look at running backs. I think it's actually fairly even, to be honest. Maybe a little bit in favor. You know, you can't expect Daryl Williams um, to score two touchdowns every week, but he does play for the well, Chiefs. I so. played me last week, so I can expect that. <laughs> I, I disagree with the quarterback matchup. I would actually give it to uh, the under Dingle Hopper Dion. You Miami's really... been hot garbage, and they're missing their two top cornerbacks. They just lost to Jackson. That's true. That's true. Actually, yeah. yeah, Matt Ryan was kind of started slow, but he's actually been good before the bye, so I take that back. Old Matty Ice. It's him and Tyree Kill, and that's sort of it. Maybe Julio Jones has his like welcome to the season game in week seven, but I'm not going to bank on it. You so... really think Mixon's good for 14 points? Probably more. Maybe he's really good. He's really if he's healthy, he's one of the better backs in the league. Mark Andrews has been absolutely on fuego, uh, and so crazy um, for having a running back as a quarterback, eh? <laughs> so that could be a, the difference, you know, because despite the vast number of tight ends Justin has, um... <laughs> yeah, I think you sold me. I think I'm I'm going Dion. I am. Uh, I'm going to pick Dion as well. Yep. Actually, I'm going to take Dion, and I'm also going to give him a shout-out for having uh, a quarterback and a running back on the same team on by, and then two other running backs on the same team on by. It's <laughs> depth. If, if you got points for both Zach Moss and Devin Single, like maybe if, if it was like Devin Single Moss, would they even be – would that player even be startable is my question. 
I mean, we can talk about whatever we want, but Dion has the third most points in the league and he's always really good and it sucks and it's annoying, but he's always got a really good team. But he's, he's the kind of person that's going to keep around those like handcuffs and the like, you know, it, I think he, if he likes a team's running game, he'll pick up all the players. Uh, because he doesn't listen to this, I'm going to say that I truly think one of the reasons he's really good at this game is because he has watched the NFL since he was like growing up. And I think he's one of the only people in this league that has like very intensely followed the league for a long time. Um, like ever since he was a kid, he's named after Dion fucking Sanders for God's sakes. So <laughs> I, I do, I do think that helps the way that he views it. And I think that if we were to do like a deep dive, you said Eric did a scrape of the data. I'd be curious to see what the overall like place finished or overall points for. Cause I, I would put a sizable wager on him being first. Okay. I'm going to add that to my list of top five things to look at. Cause I think that would be interesting. Um, let's move on to a spicy matchup potentially we got kevin going on going up against mike uh pretty hard to take the sleeper percentages seriously here because mike has one two three players currently in his lineup that are on by but maybe sleeper knows that mike probably isn't going to replace all of what them. is the over under on number of by players that mike starts it's got to be 0.5, right? I mean, if you fix one, you got to fix them all. Yeah, I think it's. I think the over/under is 0.5, but I'd give pretty even odds to be honest. He might forget about the tight end. I could see him forgetting about the tight end. Oh, like you got to scroll one down up. For that. He like picks one up, but then like forgets to put him in. I could see that happening. Um, I, Mike and I work at the same company, and I can very well see him calling me at about one or two o'clock on on Thursday on like our our like uh, Microsoft Teams network asking me who to pick up without recognizing that we're playing each other. <laughs> I can absolutely see that happening. If I lose this week, I don't deserve anything in this league, and that's just that's that's the way it is. He's got an absolute nightmare of of buys. If I he lose really this week, does. I don't deserve to do anything, and that's. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you, Kevin. I think this is, you know, you put up or shut up, you know, shit or get off the pot, whatever you want to, whatever phrase you want to use. Yeah, I think as Mike, you know, this is the kind of thing where you look at your lineup and you go, maybe I'll get lucky. And then you shrug and you go golfing on Saturday or Sunday or something, you know, you just kind of. <laughs> oh, that's a, low, that's a low blow, Brendan. Um, what do you I'm mean? Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a hot take and. I'm going to go for over 160 points this week because it doesn't matter. And, and Mike's going to go for like 80 and I'm going to be mad when we do our podcast next week because I wasted my fucking huge week. I can see it. I can I, see it. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. What's uh, what's Washington's defense like? It was supposed Terrible. to be good. It's been awful. Yeah, it's been awful. Yeah. I think uh, I could see it. I'm on I'm just culturally, Kevin. cultural sensitivity wise, Rogers isn't allowed to yell at the fans that he owns them in Washington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see that clip? Did you see the um, the interview after? He's just like, yeah, I got a little carried away. Awesome. They asked him about it a couple days later. It's like, do you regret saying it? It's like, no, I don't regret saying it. It's hilarious. And then um, the tight end, uh, Cole Komet uh, for the Bears got interviewed. And he's like, honestly, it's true. Like, what can you say? Like, it's <laughs> on us to change that. What can you say? The guy's lost. He's like 22 and five or something yep. stupid against them. 100%. Yeah. What was the, the CBS stat? Was like they've never lost in Chicago or something? Uh, maybe i man i don't or like know. like in like the 2000s they've never lost in chicago probably i yeah so i mean tony you feeling real spicy you gonna try and try and no, sneak no. out a mic pick here no 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 no, 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 no. no. i'm taking kev <laughs> a clean sweep uh next up we got uh char and james james favored 60 percent here let's do a quick Ooh, last place versus first place. I'm taking Char until it bites me in the ass. Yeah, Lamar and could go off. Notably, their their predicted predicted scores are all, both below 100, which is like a bad week. Uh, James has two players in by currently in the lineup. So, oh yeah, there's also a real chance that uh, Antonio Gibson doesn't play this week. Sorry, Char's team is so bad that I have to pick James. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'd love to pick James, 
but I'm going <laughs> to take Sherriar. I do think Lamar and I think Gaskin could have a sneaky big week because they like hardly used him last week. And like you said, Anthony, like use your best players. They're playing Atlanta. So if Gaskin and Lamar go off, that that would happen. And he's playing Char, so he's got to have a lower, you know, actual output points wise. I, I like the picture, like James coming into this week, like, yep, here it is. This is the turnaround. Like, this is going to be our easy W and just get like trap gamed and get stomped. But I'm going to pick James. I, I just, I can't, I can't sell myself on Shar's team doing anything. And he's got digs on by too. Shar does. So that's like his only good player. Okay. That seems like a pretty, pretty cut and dry. Maybe there's a chance for some spice, but. Not a big chance. Moving on, we got Kyle coming hot off of his first win of the season. Oh, here we go. Facing up against uh, Tyler. Uh, notably, Kyle has two players on bye and two people on IR on his bench. So clearly some tinkering that needs to go down. But, I mean, even just like Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, like, They've both been putting up monster numbers. Yep, and I expect some garbage time from DeAndre Swift because the guy is an absolute garbage man this season as they continue to get blown out and he continues to catch passes in the fourth quarter. They are just going to get smoked. Yeah. Rams lost last week, right? Rams did not lose last week. They absolutely murdered Houston. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, it was two weeks ago. They they lost Arizona. They got embarrassed by Arizona. Yeah, Um, yep. Yeah. I yeah I just yeah that that seems like a curb stomping. It seems like Jamal Williams' time pretty early in that game. You, you, so you so you're saying that you don't you don't think that DeAndre Swift is going to have a big week? I don't. I just I I don't. He he thrives in garbage time. That's how he's been getting all of his points. I just think it could be so garbage time they don't have a point in playing him. I guess. Is, is what I'm <laughs> okay. Wow, he reached like wow. another like another echelon of garbage time. Where it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, it could um, be. I, I will take Kyle though because um, I think that the uh, Cincinnati Baltimore matchup. Those are always. I feel like every year I watch it and it's like sixteen to thirteen. Yeah, totally. Sixteen to ten. Um, and Javante Williams on a Thursday, he's in a timeshare, like that's a throw up. And then, I mean, I can see Kamara having a big week at Seattle cause they are hot garbage, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's sort of it unless Marquise Brown goes off, but that goes against the whole, you, you gotta love having, um, Mr. Big and AJ Brown going up against the Kansas city defense. I feel like one of those oh guys my have God. to have a big week. Well, like, I mean, the Kansas yeah. city defense is just so bad. They could both have big weeks, honestly. Like, I could see A.J. Brown going for 100 and a touchdown and, and Mr. Big just, you know, doing his thing. So I'm going to take Kyle. Uh, I'm going Kyle as well. I think that uh, the numbers don't tell the whole story here with uh, the predictions favoring Tyler. Uh, through some buys, I guess. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we got Tony facing up against Brandon. Uh, Brandon Cousins on buy and Tony with no buys must be nice. Or uh, there you, any other? Oh, you, nope. never mind. I think all, all of my good, yeah, my, yeah, <laughs> I got buys. So are you worried? Um, I mean, a 98% you're... chance to win according to sleeper. Well, he has to put in a quarterback, but even then and a tight end, but, um, That's but still... no. Yeah. I mean, if I can, if I can get a victory with Eckler and Harris, on by then we are looking good um no i'm feeling i actually think i got some pretty good matchups too you got kyler murray at houston which is just absolutely delightful um i mean aj Dillon is whatever he's a bye week fill-in but maybe some garbage time against washington um so and then you got cooper cup against detroit i mean it's just so good throwing in the christian kirk uh kyler murray stack against houston so that maybe that's my ticket to victory right there and then also on uh, brandon's side we're talking about his um never like once in a generation wide receiver core um is now i don't know tyler lockett is now dead not his fault but uh he's been genoed but so. 
but Russell's so brave. He's like the bravest person. He got surgery and was so brave about it. See how dedicated he is to his craft, though, going out there pregame and just um, running plays by himself. <laughs> that was like the pathetic. fucking fucking pathetic, cringiest thing. And, and then like, he went know, out and took the coin toss for so overtime. I want to know if he brought the cameraman out there and was like, just watch me do this. Or if they like asked to follow him around, like there's a cameraman like five feet away as he's doing this whole little, like, this is, this is one of the NFL's greatest mysteries. We'll never know, but I want to know because it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, could... I can't stand that fucking guy. I haven't been able to stand him <laughs> for a long time. And it's just, yeah, I, I, that really, you, you, you know, know what oh. was a, the big red flag was when the entire defense hated him like 10 years ago they're like they're like this guy is like he's good at football but he is he's not a team guy like i i don't know like i don't want to get too into it but it's very clearly about russ rust made there's a like seattle is one of the best teams about keeping things in-house there was a way bigger deal about him trying to get out in the off season because he saw this coming so he wanted the ball out the only way he could have done well this year is ball out with lockett and metcalf and he knew that and now he's hurt. I just, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see where he goes. And then I'm also curious to see what his reception is like in the locker room, where he goes. Cause mm-hmm. that shtick works really well in Seattle with Pete Carroll, who he kind of emulates and that's false. But if he goes to another franchise where the defense is like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And they're going to make fun of him in practice. And then he's going to go cry to Andy Reed and Andy Reed is going to tell the defense to stop picking on him. That's not going to fly elsewhere. So I think I think he needs to grow up, frankly, and grow up and get a little bit harder skin to, to deal with wherever he ends up because it's not going to be Seattle next year. Oof, Kevin just spitting, spitting flames. Can't stand that guy. I've been saying that all off season. Like it's not going to go well, and he makes it way more about himself, despite what he says. It's the whole like do as I say, not as I do thing. And he preaches about the team stuff, and ultimately, it's him. Think, like think about the like the rift with him in the offense last year is because it was let Russ cook and then Russ wasn't cooking and he ref- and he kept turning the ball over and he was their downfall. Uh, okay, I I gotta disagree with that. He was cooking to start the season and then he wasn't and he couldn't adjust and he couldn't get out of his own head about. He, I don't know if he couldn't adjust. There are some very poor offensive game plans and play calling. I think he I, has I still a lot uh, of autonomy on that offense. I think Russ is easily a top five quarterback in the league still. Um, I mean, yeah, no, he's look at this team. Okay. His, he should get more MVP votes for seeing what the team looks like after he got hurt. Like it's just proof that the only reason that team was competitive was because he was playing football. That's how good he is. The team is, is, is utterly terrible. And the only reason anyone gives him a chance is because of him. He's a, he's an incredible quarterback. He's one of the best. Uh, this is one of the best careers I've seen, like from start to finish. Like, uh, um, just in terms of like like actually seeing someone come into the league and how and how they played and just watching him play. And I think he's got a lot of years left. I, I think he's like he's a he's already a no doubt Hall of Famer in my mind. And um, um, I am I would love to see him go play with another team though. I, I want to see it. I do, I do agree. I don't want to take away anything that he's done because he has been excellent. I just can't stand his overall persona and his yeah, character. And I think his talent has overcome the stuff that he has caused in his own locker room, I guess is the best way for me to phrase that. I've always said, just one last point, I've always said that if um, in the two-minute drill, um, if you're like down six and you need a touchdown to win, um, what quarterbacks would you want? And Russ is on the short list for me. Cause I mean, I love him or hate his persona. The dude loves being in the spotlight. Like he is yep. not scared of the moment at all. Um, but yeah, yeah. And those two things aren't mutually exclusive, right? Like he could be a twat and he could be a really great quarterback. Oh, totally. Totally. And like, yep. you know, some, some offenses are able to just, some people are just able to like deal with it. And, you know, yep. sometimes they just hate him. <laughs> He's a unique twat. He's not a generate. He's not a criminal. He's just phony and annoying yeah. and over the top. Yeah. He's like very unique he's, about it. He's got a brand. He's got a brand to uphold. That being said, I'm taking myself. We're all taking Tony, right? Like it just <laughs> yeah. I, I can't see a, a route here. <laughs> Seven and oh uh, yeah, it hurts. Now uh I I think last last up here, myself versus harsh. I'm feeling okay about this. The one true Herbert's on by. Last week it was Khalil Herbert was the one true Herbert. <laughs> just, I mean, 
they won the battle but I'm, yeah i'm, I'm still still hurting you know nick chubb's not playing um i don't know i'm just i'm feeling good i had a had a tough loss last week i think we're gonna bounce back he's got so many um buys here herbert williams jefferson yeah a lot yeah. of buys on the bench uh, that makes me feel good i won't lie i mean i would love for you to beat harsh it'd be a big w big win so yep. in true me fashion i'm taking myself i believe you got to believe in the club I yeah, I'm my... gonna take. I'm gonna take Patrick Ice. Uh, I think. Uh... <laughs> Quick little team uh, team update there while we were talking. <laughs> yeah, I earlier. saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, the Chubb injury obviously uh, hurts. But um, who do you got? Chase Edmonds has been actually serviceable, and Mike Davis. I feel like um, I feel like maybe the Cordero experiment is. Mike Davis is a good player, and I think they're gonna. He's actually been fairly solid. He's been. I he's say, been okay. I say it gets into the end zone against Miami. And uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin, I'm going to take, take you. Kevin, before you uh, pick, how does Harsh win this week? What is, what's going to be the, the key to victory here? You already know what it is. It's going to be a Sam Darnold, DJ Moore stack against the Giants. Oh, um, yeah. And that's, that's why I'm taking Harsh because that team is a dumpster fire. Um, I don't know how many sets of lines Joe Judge is going to threaten that, that defense <laughs> with before the game, but it's not going to be enough. And then the other, the other, I think there's two that could also bite you too, Brendan. I think Darren Waller is due for a massive game. He's still getting the targets. And uh, Arizona is making it very clear they want to get Rondale more, more and more involved. And what's a better get right game than Houston, where uh, he's going against the worst team's third cornerback. So I actually think you might lose to four massive games this week. So I'm going to take Harsh. Well, I don't mind that analysis. I was that was well put. I'm a little more worried, but still going to remain dumb guy confident because I do. <laughs> uh, okay, I got uh, two quick things I want to shoehorn in here before we wrap up. Uh, first of all, we had a bet last week. Yeah, do you have one for me that I won. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> It was close. It, it was close. No, it wasn't. What's his? Well, Terry McLaurin didn't live up to his to his end of the bargain. Thielen was at like twenty seven. That was no. It, it was, was Terry Thielen. No, no it, was it was Josh Allen. Allen. And that one was a tap in. Allen was for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, barring anything, so Terry wasn't yeah. scary though. Uh, nope. To be fair though, Kev, if that had happened, he would have won. So you you weren't far off. You said that he needed those two to step up to win, and one of them did, and the other. Did not. Yeah, call the hot take. Probably going to happen. Like, what percentage? What percentage of success rate would you give a hot take in order for it to actually qualify as a hot take? I think. I, I, yeah, I was going to say to ten. I was going to say ten percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not going to belabor, belabor the point. I'm not going to, you know, hammer on. I just wanted to follow up on it. Okay, I how about this? I will. What? What? It was the big smeared off ice chug, right? No, no. I had the big smeared off ice chug. You just need a beer. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll do it on a Sunday morning pod at like 9.30 a.m. Beauty. Are, you are, we, doing, are we running back to Sunday? No, we can. I'm not I doing like all it. Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Just having a nice coffee and sweating over my lineup decisions. <laughs> um, I had something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, um, last thing. Sunday morning. I, um, What game are you watching? You're not, Red Zone doesn't exist. What's your What's your game of the week? Oh, I gotta look oh. at this. Yeah, I think um, God. Red Zone. Red Zone is like the greatest thing. The greatest thing in TV. It is the best, best mm-hmm. six six hours of TV in existence. But there's also something nice about just like watching one there was game a of football. Game that I liked. Uh, ooh, this week is mediocre week. Uh, I'd probably go Chiefs Texan uh, Titans. Sorry, it would be the would be the one that I watch. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think uh, just just for sake of difference, my, my other one would be Bengals Ravens divisional matchup. I love watching Lamar. Yeah, and that's, that's not a shot, but I do think that like Burrow is ascending right now. So like this is a big challenge for Joe Burrow yep. after having a couple big weeks. Like, can you do it against a really good defense against a former MVP guy who's like carrying the team right now? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's going to be a field goal game. Cincy Baltimore would have been my uh, my pick. I think um, 
I'm always just, just going to stick with Kansas City. I got to watch my quarterback. It's just, yeah, it's my, it's my thing. But you know, outside of that, there's, it's I just think that's like such an, in, I think that's such an interesting game to watch. And also I just can't get enough of Derek Henry right now. I feel like I need to enjoy this from as like a sports fan uh, witnessing what he does. Cause we may not see it for some time. I, f- I feel like he's like, like it's like next level, like once in a generation type, what he's doing. It's like going to see, uh, going to see Zeppelin when they were Zeppelin. Yes, I think that's a very apt uh, comparison. I think uh, the third game, if I had to choose it, though, that I think could be sneaky good would be uh, the Jets and Patriots, another division matchup with two rookie quarterbacks. I mean that, with two rookie no, quarterbacks. No, I know. It's just funny to think the Jets are bad, though. And, I don't... And they are bad, but there's no Stephon Gilmore in New, in New England either. So, like, I'm just curious because, like, that's a huge challenge for Zach Wilson against uh, Billy B, who just dominates rookie rookie quarterbacks. And he's already had – what, did, was it against the Patriots that he threw four picks, or who was that against? Oh, Could was it the Patriots? Patriots? It seems too early to play him twice in seven games, but it sounds right. I don't. Anyways, remember. that that would be my third. That would be my third pick. I think that could be a sneaky good game too. These division games always end up somehow close. It seems. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Thanks for coming. We'll see you uh, Sunday morning. They have already played the Patriots. They lost 25 to 6. Sounds like the game. <laughs> <Four picks. laughs> yeah.